What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. I get the question, I don't know, I've got it quite a few times since um, the transition inside of Blackjack is what happened? Like, why did you bring on Adam Whitney? Why'd you pick him? What was it? Like, what made you decide that? So today I'm bringing him on the show and we're going to talk about what that transition was like and his goals for 2022. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity, and that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. What's up, everybody? I am back with another show for you guys. I am interested in this one. I, this has been like a long time coming, like months and months and months for us to jump on and kind of talk about the transition in Blackjack Real Estate. Um, the uh, partnership with myself and Adam Whitney. Adam's been on the show in the past. You guys have heard him. If you're in our community or you're at Flip Hacking Live, you heard him on stage. He's one of the laser coaches in our runway program. So if you're in there, you work with him a lot. If you are really anywhere on social media or out there in the real estate world, you kind of know this guy. He comments on like everything. He's uh, on calls all the time, learning, uh, coaching, teaching, uh, studying. It's really, really amazing. And you'll see why I wanted him to come in and partner with me in Blackjack. So uh, on the previous show, I did a year in review. We talked about the last year of 2021, and I kind of left Blackjack a little bit out. Like we, I talked about some of the transition, what happened, where we were going, and uh, some of the reasons why I brought uh, Adam in. I'm, I'm very quickly going to touch on that and then just hand it over to him to kind of tell things from his, his side. And then what we'll do is we'll go into um, his plans and the company plans for 2022 so you guys know um, what the company's going to do. And we can also document it like I talked about and put it in like the time capsule so we can go back and listen to it a year from now and uh, be very transparent about what the plan was and then how do we do. So um, I kind of uh, t- alluded and talked to the fact that we were in a transitional period. I was going to have to jump back into the company. I was, or I was going to, you know, hire uh, another COO, or I was going to have to do something in blackjack and get way more involved. I was very focused on seven-figure flipping and all the things that we were doing when all of this kind of came about. And it's just not something that that I had the capacity to do. But I also didn't want to just sell the company. I didn't want to close the company down. I still want to be involved. I want to be like actively involved in the operations, the pulse, all of those things because of what I do here at Seven Figure Flipping with you guys, right? Um, so I'm still a lender. Uh, I, do, I do a lot of money lending. I do a lot of, uh, I do some JV partnerships on flips and things like that. I do, uh, I'm going to be looking for some properties around here in Spring Hill, maybe to Airbnb or do something like that on my own. We do some commercial investments. So uh, we still market. We still look at all of that stuff and see the data and analytics. So I'm still plugged in, but there's just something about like creating something and then not being involved in it anymore. That was hard for me. So uh, I was at the Cancun Mastermind in April. And just before that, Adam was on the podcast. Um, and we were talking, we, we just did a regular podcast and I got to know him a little bit better. And then I went to the Cancun event in April and I did a hot seat with my group. I was with the highest level group in, um, in the altitude program. So as the folks that were doing multi-million dollars a year, trying to grow their business. And I said, do you guys mind if I get on the hot seat for like 30 minutes? And it was at the end of the day. It was like pool time, dinner time. And they said, yeah, we'll stay late. We'll work with you. Absolutely. We want to give back. We want to help, which was amazing. There's a room of like 25 people in there. Right. And I said, this is what I've got going on. Here's, here's some issues that I'm having. And I really don't know what to do. I'd love some advice. And Janet and Larry French were there. And I'll always be grateful and thankful for them 
for their input and everybody else. Jesse, your input was amazing. Like everybody that was in there was kind of giving me some ideas of what they might do or just kind of throwing out some options. And I had like five different options at the end. Um, one was to sell the company. One was to just close the company down. One was to hire another COO. One was to, um, to bring on a, uh, a partner where like, uh, some, a minor- minority partner. And then Jared, uh, Janet, Larry French's was something they were doing with their, um, mobile home park was they were bringing in somebody who was earning equity and going to take over the majority partnership where they would actually be a minority share owner of the company still involved, still have the, the passive income and things like that. But they're able to kind of bring up that new that new person and let them take it and run it and really like it's theirs. Like that's a lot of the, the problem sometimes is it's, you don't really feel like you own this thing and you're, you're working another job and people come in and, and they grow, right? And then they, I, I've had so many people that kind of want to leave and go start their own businesses. So we've had Dee Dee Huey that started her own bookkeeping company. We have uh, Val who's now doing um, a uh, like VA cold calling company and, and coaching and training. And so, and, and Chad King left and started a coaching business and now he's over in the multifamily mastermind. And like, all of these people that want to go, like Nate Johnson leaving to go start his business of um, uh, kind of buying houses in Kentucky and owner financing them and things like that. So there's all these people that kind of come up in, inside the company and they, they want to go, they see the opportunity, right? So you bring in a, a majority share owner, they were saying like they, they really have ownership and they, they feel like they own it. And immediately when they said that, I was like, I, I shut it down. I was like, no, like this is not going to work for me, right? And you ever have that time where you like, you take something in and you say, hmm, no. And then an hour later, you're like, what would that look like? Like, this is interesting. And then you, you actually shift to this, like, yes, that's exactly where I need to go very quickly. And it was a, it was an hour later that I I walked out of that meeting and my side of the story. So I, I, Adam, I would thought about him because Adam, I, and I'll ask you in a second, but I remember you on the podcast at the end, you were like, and one day I'm going to own seven figure flipping too. And I was like, wait, what? And like the podcast was shut down. We were talking after the show and it was just like, this guy's going to take over the world. And I felt a lot of, I saw a lot of myself like five years before in him, like drive, passion, all this stuff. And, um, and then I walk out of that, I walk out of that, that hot seat and we go over to dinner and we have dinner and then we come out and I walk out of dinner. We had like, I don't know. We were late. So I was eating dinner. I came out and everybody was standing around this, like this person who was on the phone and there was like 20, 30 people around him. And he's like on the phone with a seller. And I'm just like, what is going on here? And so he's like, Oh, Adam, Adam is trying to close a deal for somebody else who was having trouble getting a hold of the seller. So he's showing them how to do it. It was like this whole sea of people around him, watching him, looking at him, like, I want to just want to know what this guy's up to. And it was just so cool to see. And I was like, wow, okay, this is like, this guy just moved to the very tippy top of my list of people that I would even potentially think about. So then, and then the idea just got ingrained a little lot more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And over the coming weeks after I left Cancun, came home, tried to process it, map it all out. I was like, I got to call this guy. So that was, that's like the, my journey of like everything that I talked about on the previous show and then leading up to actually what happened there and why, um, why Adam. There's a lot more other things and conversations and all that stuff. But um, I realize I haven't even introduced Adam yet to this show. So, but he's here, and I want him to talk about this from his side. And, um, and then anything else, we'll kind of dive in. We're both over-sharers or overly transparent. So you're probably going to hear a lot of 
stuff that happened behind the scenes, whatever. We're not going to hold anything back. And then also I want to hear what the plans are for 2022, and we'll talk about that. So um, you guys know who Adam is. He's been on the show before. But if you don't, you can go back and listen to uh, one or two of the shows that he's done. You can, uh, If you came to Flip Packing Live, you saw him there. Um, just absolutely amazing guy. And uh, I want to introduce him to the show today. So Adam, welcome to the podcast after a 10-minute rant from me. Hey, I'm incredibly grateful to have an opportunity to be on this show again. It's it's does so much for so many people, and and I'm obviously one of those people. So, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, do, do if somebody hasn't listened, give us the 30 second like cliff notes about who you are, a little bit of your background, and 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 what you do now. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an active duty Marine. Uh, been in doing this for 17 years. Uh, still today, active duty. And I, I've always had a penchant for real estate, super interested, um, started learning about it in 2008, was really busy with the Marine Corps for obviously a long time. And as, I, as it slowed down, 2017, bought a property, started investing, limited partnerships, lending, buying rentals, and uh, realized I needed to learn two skills to dominate any niche. And that was finding off-market deals at a discount, raising money. And uh, I saw I, I was kind of watching what you were doing from from the sideline as, as a military guy kind of blazing the path for others. And uh, you had a group, obviously, I know, like and trust you based on you being in the military and just being a, an awesome, transparent guy. And I'm like, I need to get in that group and learn those skill sets like tomorrow and start going because, I, you know, I didn't want to waste any time. So I, I joined your group and um, my goodness, I'm I'm incredibly grateful that I did. And I knew nothing about really the sales and marketing or wholesaling. And I knew I wanted those skills and just jumped in, started learning them, started, uh, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. And, uh, you know, I started doing this on my own and will the win investments. And then obviously I got the blackjack opportunity and it, it has been a whirlwind of a ride and it has been fantastic. Okay. Um, so active duty Marine, 17 years, you're still active duty. So I know what that's like. Um, that could be a whole nother show about how you still run a company. It just like I was running the company when I was active duty. Um, and I think that might be something that we do in the future for sure. But I want to hear more about like what it was like from your side. Like you were starting a business, you were ramping up, you were doing some deals down in Lakeland, um, in like central Florida. And I saw that and I, what I knew was you were at the early stage of your career in wholesaling. So it was like, this is an opportunity where I can bring you that could say, hey, is, does it make more sense? Like if one plus one equals two, it doesn't make sense, right? Could, could these kind of ideas combine and then you take this baton and run with it and make more money over a long period of time than just like a little bit of money over a short period of time like it's happening right now? Because you were going to do it anyway. Like I'm confident that yeah. you're going to blow up your business with or without me or any of the help or anything that we were doing. So um, what was it like from your end? And just maybe tell the story of me calling you or, or what you thought about all that. Because, I mean, this started with you had no idea that all that story I just told was happening in the background. You were on the phone call. You were doing all you're just doing your thing. And then I called you one day and said, hey, yeah. um, what do you think about this? Yeah, I, I, it was a surprise to me. Um, you know, those, I think you and I, I think people think there's this long conversation and planning that went on, but really you and I had those interactions you explained and I didn't think anything of it. Like, you know, when I was helping, um, honestly, that phone call was not meant to have that fanfare talking to one of my counterparts in the group and she 
was she was a little reluctant to get on the phones and talk to people. And I just wanted to give her a boost of confidence and said, let's just do it now and I'll show you how easy it is. Um, and so obviously, like I had no control that you saw that. Um, I was grateful to be on the, the, the podcast prior to that. And I didn't think anything of it. That was just me being who I am. And, um, and then, you know, the, the Cancun trip, which was amazing. You and I probably had two or three conversations, but nothing that was like, Hey, you should, you know, let me, let me help you take over blackjack. It was nothing like that. It was just, you know, nose to the grind, taking the action that needs to be taken to build my own company. And, um, I got the, I think I got an email from you, a message from you. And you said, Hey, I got a question for you. Let's talk, which was not common. Like you don't, it wasn't, it's not like you and I were texting all the time or anything. So I didn't know any of this backstory, any of the stuff that you had went through up until this point. And, you know, I was actually at my Marine Corps job and I'm like, man, this is, this is crazy. Let me go out and call, call Bill. He asked me to call him and you, you hit me with the idea and um, I was incredibly grateful. And I said, I think I told you, let me think about this. I, I need to process it. And, you know, I'll get back to you within 24 hours. And um, what was going through my mind was, okay, what is this opportunity? It's obviously a great opportunity, but what does that mean for me, for my family, for Bill? And I'm not, I'm like a 110% guy on anything I do. So I'm thinking, can I give this everything it deserves as well? It wasn't just like, Hey, what is this going to do for me? But can I give this everything it deserves? And it took me probably like 28 minutes to make the decision. And I think I called you within the hour. Um, I did talk to my wife, of course. And I said, Hey, this is a great opportunity I have to swallow my ego a little bit because I didn't build it. And I think that's okay because it, it just allows me to go further and go faster. And, you know, one of my goals was to, to build out a team and lead a team, uh, which I'm very passionate about. And, and that was it. I just said, yeah, it sounds like a great opportunity. And then, you know, let's work the details out and, and get it moving. Um, but I had no idea of that backstory. I mean, I didn't even hear about that backstory until, I mean, I didn't hear all of it until you put it out on podcasts. I don't even know if you and I ever really talked about what led you to that, or I never asked, why'd you pick me? Um, I just said, hey, I'm chosen. I got work to do. You know, it, it's interesting because you said you, you made that phone call just to boost her confidence, and um, it's really just who you are. Like, what, what I saw is just the way that you showed up at that, at that event, probably. Like, if you weren't at that event, I, I don't think we'd be having this conversation right now. Like what I saw for a week long in Cancun was you would go after everyone, like getting information, learning, like you were all in, you were, you were going to win regardless of what happens. And I, that's what I see in like really hungry entrepreneurs. I gave a success, pre success presentation at Flippacking Live and like everything basically was like the very successful people that I've seen that have made it, that have done really, really well. These are the this is the recipe. This is the science of exactly what you follow. And I was like, this is like Adam, 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 Adam. And so what I wrote down here, you said I was just doing my thing. I wrote down like, if you're out there listening, just like, just do your thing and opportunities will open up. We're always trying to be like, well, how can I get this? How can I do this? How can I get to this place? How, like, what do I need to do to, to do all this? Just like, 
just you get the tap, you get the nod, you get the, the you get the calling, go on on the journey, and just keep everything that comes up. Just keep working, keep keep going, keep going, keep going, and there will be an opportunity that opens up. Like I never thought that Justin Williams would send me an email and say, "Do you want to buy seven figure flipping?" Like I'm in the same situation as you. As you're talking, I'm like, "This is me." Like I had the same question posed to me two and a half years ago, and. I felt the same way. I was like, this isn't my, and I still feel like that sometimes. Like, this isn't my company. Like, this is my company. This is my company. Like, I built it. They're my people. I, like, I started over, basically. Like, I took it and ran with it. It's my company. Like, and ha- I'd say probably 70 or 80% of the people that are listening to my voice right now don't even know that that happened. Like, you came to this podcast, you're listening to me. You're like, oh, yeah, Bill has this podcast called Seven Figure Flipping. Well, I was afraid to be the podcast host two and a half years ago when I bought the company. Like, I actually asked Mike Simmons, what would it look like if you hosted this one and yours? Because I'm not a podcaster. And now it's like the thing that I love to do. It gives me a platform. I get to interview people. It gets to, to change my, my status. I get, to, I get to bring on people like Jocko Willink, uh, Gina Wickman. I get to bring people into our world, Mike Michalowicz. And I, and I have a platform now to share with other people, and I become the expert. And it's, it's amazing. So, like, you're... Everything that I hear, it's like, man, I, I didn't even realize it until just now that I went through the same journey myself, too. And you feel kind of like an imposter in the beginning, potentially, of like, uh, can I put myself out there as this? Like, is everybody think that I'm like in the shadow or I'm not like, can I be this this good? And like, yeah, absolutely. Like, and I'm sitting here going, no, this is your company now. Like, you are, you're the boss. Like, you are, you're blackjack. You're running. You're wearing the hat. I'm not. Yeah. I saw that hat and I was like, I need one of those hats. It's awesome. Like, this is like, this is it. You just did your thing and opportunities open up. And I think that's a message for everybody out there. Like, stop trying so hard to, to get where you think you need to be and just go the direction that you're going and you will end up where you deserve to be and where you're supposed to be. And yeah. you don't know what that is. Like, you're not writing your own story right now. Like, and these decisions are important. And if you heard 28 minutes... My decision was a little bit longer, but it was within a couple days. But like my question to everybody out there is like, how quick do you make a decision? Like how quick do you grab an opportunity and say yes or no? Like the people that make decisions fast, they win. That's it. Like it's it. When there's an opportunity and they say yes, it opens doors. And I'm not telling you to say yes to everything for sure. But think about it. Like how long does it take for you to make a decision? Do you lose the last deal because it took you four days to get back to the seller? Do, Do you... Do you see that, like, that fear and, fr- and, and resistance as a problem? Or like, when the doors of opportunity open up, do you say, all right, I'm, I'm going to check it out and go? So that's a big yeah. takeaway that I had from what you talked about, like how, you, how quickly you made the decision, how quickly I make decisions. I don't think it's just a military thing. I think it's an achiever thing, like quick decision making yeah, with the I, information that you have. I, I actually uh, I think about this a lot. Like what – I came from, um, you know, like a low class area. I actually, there's some things in my past that I think sent me on this route where I just always want to win. Like, you know, I'll give you some examples. My mom died when I was 17 years old. I found her dead in the apartment. I was on a bad path. I wasn't going to, I basically wasn't showing up to high school. I graduated high school with a 1.954 GPA although I was really like a 3.0, 3.5 student and I just wasn't showing up. And it wasn't until probably 
2009, I got addicted to doing, just to succeeding. And I started seeing a lot of success in the military. And I went back to college. I graduated magna cum laude, went for my master's degree, got all A's and everything I was doing, I was succeeding at. And I really just got addicted to it. And the Marine Corps was my first platform for that. And what I found was I love to learn. I became obsessive about learning. And I basically knew I, I loved real estate for a long time. I just hadn't had a lot of time for it early in my military career, or I hadn't made time for it, I should say. And when I started making time for it and COVID hit and I had to, I don't do well with just idle time. I mean, I was just consuming everything and like, how do I put this into action as fast as possible and when? And that's kind of, that's, that's not who I was, but it's who I became probably over the last 15 years, which when you, I, I don't do a great job reflecting, but as I've reflected in this last year more and more, it's, it's got me really excited about who I can become in the next five, 10 years. And it's great because I have people like you to go, hey, this guy's blazing an amazing path. Like, look at where he is from six years ago. How can I do that and more or something similar? All right, I wanna ask you a question. What, what happened, what triggered you to go from like below average basically to the best? Like, what was that thing? Like, you, you went from under a 2.0, uh, and then in 2009, you said there was a switch. Like, what was it? Like, what happened? In all honesty, I ended up, um, there's two primary things that happened. I, I did some combat deployments as an infantry guy and, and had some experiences, like, between 2005 and seven. And then on my next tour, I went to, a I went to an organization where I was surrounded by I was enlisted. I was surrounded by the best Marine officers in the Marine Corps, um, the best people at what they do in the Marine Corps. And it just I just realized I can I can do that, too. In fact, I think I can probably do it better once I got in that room. And I was I was teaching. I was I was in an instructor role. And it, it was just that really is the thing that moved my professional development to another level. And I think that correlates to everything I do in life. I try to be around people who are doing more than me, who are similar in core values to me. And, you know, for me, that was it. I, I had those experiences in combat, which I did something hard and proved to myself that my mind is the only thing limiting me. And I saw people do amazing heroic things. And it just made me believe like, man, I can do a lot. I'm actually capable of more than I even can fathom right now. And then when I got around people who were doing what I thought wasn't, I didn't never in my wildest dreams that I imagined, hey, I could be a successful military officer. Like, that's not me. I didn't get good grades in school. I can't go to college. But then I did and I crushed it. And then everything I started doing after that, I, you know, num number, I try to be number one at everything I do. When, uh, when you went on that instructor role, were you forced into that role or did you pick it? Um, no, I, I didn't really get a choice. It was just uh, where I was sent, you know, like I had some options and it was like kind of the path like go, you go do and then you go teach. So yeah. next was to go teach. I could have went and taught at a myriad of different places. This one particular place was the only place in which I would be embedded with you know, Marine officers of that caliber essentially doing the same thing they were doing. Um, so it was, it was, somebody had a plan for me, 
Yeah, well, the reason I asked that is because the, what my takeaway from this was is that there's, there's an A player inside of us. So there's, there's something inside of us or there's not a lot of times. So, and what happens is when you get dropped in with a bunch of A players, and so we think about this in our company, it's like as we bring, like A players want to work with A players, right? Like the best want to work with the best. When you, when you drop like an A player in with people who are subpar, they leave. You know, they have two options. I'm out of here or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my level down to subpar. Well, if you drop somebody in who's been, who's been performing in a subpar way, in with all high achievers and A players, they have two options. They can leave or they can elevate their game because that group of A players is not going to come down. And I'll tell you, an, an, a true A player and rock star, superstar, is not going to stay around subpar performers. They will leave. They'll find another place. And so I, I, what I wrote down was you got dropped in with a bunch of A player, like rock star officers, and you had an option to, get fit, to fit in or get spit out. That's it. Like that, that's the, the only option at that point. And it's cool because you, you have this thing inside of you that gets developed and you rise up and you, then you come out of there going, this is my new normal. Like you had a, your thermostat, like I talked about Flip Hacking Live, like you just changed your thermostat. You started turning it up and their thermostat was so high and yours could have been a lot lower. And all it does is, is elevate to the point where eventually you become on par with those. That is what we do as a company. Like that's what the mastermind is. That's what everything that I try to do is put, like be a recruiter, surround ourselves with all A players and rock stars and bring them in and, and increase people's business to the level that is the thermostat in the room, which is significantly higher than when they came in. And that's why we're so successful as a company. That's why I've been so successful. That's why you are. But we didn't, you didn't always pick that, right? Like who we surround ourselves with. I see this with my son. My son's seven years old right now. And I'm like, oh man, like you, I want to, I, I almost want to be like, you need to go over to this crew, <laughs> like get out of this crew. But he needs to figure that out on his own. I am a guide. I had a conversation with him yesterday, the day before, there's a couple things that are happening in his world. He's starting to hear words and, and see actions and things that are either are or not appropriate. And he knows. And so like, we, we need to continue to develop that stuff. So my question to everybody is listening, and it's a rhetorical question, but ask yourself this. Who are you surrounding yourself with right now? Especially going into this new year, your new plan, wherever you want to be, like, are you in the, with, with the right tribe? Are you with the right people? Are you bringing people up, or are they pulling you down? Like, those are the two options, only two options. So, um, all right, we could, this is a whole nother episode. <laughs> like, uh, but I think it, this is really cool. It's really important to see this, like we're not necessarily always, I don't know, I kind of think we are born that way and it just lays dormant in us sometimes. And it, it takes somebody a lot of times to pull it out of us. Like it's, it's in there, it's in there. If you're listening to my, and hear my voice, like, and you're listening to this, some personal development stuff, some real estate coaching and training and, and mastermind stuff, like it's in there. Like you just need somebody to pull it out a lot of times. Everybody that I coach, like it's, it's in there. They have everything that they need. You just gotta be around the people that can help pull it out. So, um, all right. So easy decision, 28 minutes, talk to your wife, you jump in, send me a message. Obviously we have to go through a lot of conversations. You have to look at a lot of stuff. I mean, the transition is not necessarily easy. I have properties that I own. I have lenders, I have money. We're still working on some of this stuff, right? And, um, and understanding all that, building an operating agreement, understand, but for everybody's listening, like Adam is the CEO. Like he was taking over a CEO role, the owner, like majority share owner 
of this company and going, I kind of looked at it like, like if you watch The Profit with Marcus Lemonis, that's kind of who I wanted to be. I wanted to be somebody who, who could be involved. If he needs me, he calls me. If, if questions, um, coaching, training, anything like that, um, strategy, uh, like I'm, I'm there, right? And, and I know I'm kind of handing it off to Adam to go be successful because I know that he can. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of things weighing on, uh, on him inside the community, probably in his own head, but it's definitely not coming from me. And I hope you know that. But what, what was that like, like all the transition and things like that? Like, how did it go? Is there anything that you want to jump into there? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, it's when you take something over that you didn't build and that is such a great thing, you, I mean, you just don't know what to look at first. So I, in my mind, I had a game plan and I was going to look at the business from left to right and do my own evaluation, knowing that. And, and maybe having the fear that, like, I probably don't know as much as I need to know to really have a good hold on this thing. Uh, so I looked at it from marketing to sales to transaction to disposition and, and all the way through. And I made some, you know, some decisions and some judgments. I, I came up with a game plan and um, I started executing it in the business. And I, I do want to comment on one thing, too, though. I think I get a lot of mentorship from you but not because I'm calling you every day or texting you every day. I just follow what you're doing. I listen to your podcast. I see mm -hmm. what you're posting in the group. I see what you post on Facebook. Like you answer 95% of my questions in those spaces. And I don't need to like be on the phone with you all day long or send you a million mm -hmm. text messages. And I think uh, I always had this vision of like, if I had a mentor, like how I thought it would, I, my mind told me I would need, I would need so much. And what I realized is I don't need that much. I just need to pay attention to what's in front of me. Um, and I don't know if you feel that way or not, but I, I feel like I get most of what I need from a lot of the stuff you put out and you're super transparent. I, maybe people don't know that. Yeah, I guess, um, uh, just the other day I sent you a message and I was like, Hey, should, should we get on a call or something? Like, I feel like we haven't talked to each other in a, in a while. And I know you got it. Like I have the utmost trust and everything like that. But I'm just like, is there like, I don't know. Are we dotting the I's and crossing the T's? Like, do you need me? Because it's kind of like radio silence. But I know you're you're working like you're in there. Um, and and the cool thing was around that time, I started seeing like all these contracts coming through and assignment contracts and all this stuff. And um, and so I, I just wanted to jump on because of the end of the year, and I, I still have some things, right? I have some things that are attached to the company. We have a couple, like, buildings, and we have a, um, a lawsuit that's going through with one of the, comp one of the houses that we own from an uh, insurance claim from a hurricane. Uh, I've got some private money lenders that I've been paying off and stuff like that that are tied to some of those assets. So I just want to, like, balance the books and things like that. So I just wanted to get on a call just to make sure we're on the same page. But, yeah, I, I don't... I don't hear from you a lot and that's okay. And then when you need me, I'm there. And it's what I just heard is if you're listening to this and you listen to the show, you come to the events, you, um, you're also tied into our like mastermind group right behind the scenes where I'll do videos and posts and, and, and trainings and things like that. So if th there's a lot that you can get just from listening to the show, there's a lot that you can get from just being in our free Facebook group. Um, but I mean, the cool thing is you have access to everything, right? Yeah, and so yeah. I'd say a lot of the people that are even in our mastermind might not regularly listen to the podcast, you know, or they might not, um, they might not actually watch all the things that are going on. Um, I, I joined a mastermind group that I've talked about quite a bit, a very expensive group, six figure group, and it's for kind of marketing and stuff like that. But I watch, I watch Russell. I watch the owner of that group. I watch the leader of that group. I, 
If he does a podcast, I listen to it. If he does a, a Facebook Live, he does a no, no, new offer, a new launch, a, emails. Like, I watch all of it. I read all the books. I watch all, I listen to all the podcasts. I watch all the videos. I'm on all the webinars. I read all the emails. Like, yeah, absolutely. Everybody's like, why, you don't, why do you have time for that? Like, you're very successful in what you do. Your business is great. Like, no, I, just one little thing like that. I, I'm learning from that. I'm just pulling. I, just, I can actually get what I need from watching all of that stuff. You know, and I got to the point, I personally got to the point where I was like, this guy has made me millions of dollars. It's time for me to pay him some money. It's time for me to join his group. If he opens it and lets me in, it's time for me to, to come back and say, what else is there? Like, what's the next level of opportunity that you could have for me? Because I know that value. So that, I don't know, that's, that's my story too. Very similar. Like I'm, <laughs> I, I watch everything and that it's not just him. There's three or four people that I'm like, they are a couple steps ahead of me. I am going to watch everything that they do. And I'm yeah. going to buy all their products. I, like, I buy all of his products. <laughs> if he launches something new, I buy it. I want to watch how I go through it, what's happening. What, I mean, it's just, it's, and so a lot of, even, especially like the book, it's very frustrating. Like, I'm giving my book away for free. If you're listening to this and you don't have a copy of my book, it's free. You pay $7.95 for shipping and you, it comes to your house. It's got everything in there. It took, you got it. Two years for me to write this. It's got everything. It's like the playbook of exactly, it, like Adam, Adam sends me a message after he reads it and he's like, dude, this is blackjack in a book. Like I'm running it now. I know it. Like this is it in a book and you just yep. gave it away. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, so, so the, the experience was, you know, there is a, there is a fear that, you know, the fear is that, are you good enough for it? Um, and I recognize that and, you know, my answer to that is to just go do it, like go do it and, and prove that a, you are good enough and not only prove that you're good enough, but succeed beyond expectations is my goal always for everything I do. Um, and I, I took over the company and what's crazy is right. So you're, you're running seven figure flipping and doing a million amazing things. And, and you just transition the CEO out and there's this team here and deals are happening with, you know, it's kind of like just, it's just happening. So I'm, I was like, wow, I'm really grateful. This thing is kind of already going. Um, you know, obviously there's some turbulence there and anytime you change leadership and we did, I've, I've had to, to fire some people that were with the company for a couple of years. I had to bring on new people. I failed at bringing on new people and I did a lot of experimenting with marketing and, and, and getting the company moving. And in 2021, you know, it did, you know, just under a million bucks in, in profit. And it was like, okay, gross profit like that. That's pretty good for, for uh, a huge transition and lots of turnover and people and, and just kind of like getting, reducing the expenses, getting it all stabilized. And, and we're looking forward to 2022 and I'm excited about it. So what is that? What's the plan for 2022? What, um, what, what do you, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What's the, what are some of the goals? Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I think uh, I've got some very specific goals. Like I, I think we're going to do right around $1.6 million in gross profit. I, I want to see that. Um, I want to see the net at. Let me see. I have it written down exactly. Uh, I want to see the net at probably around 25% to the company. Um, it's going to be 102 deals. It's going to be 96 of those deals are going to be wholesale deals and, and six of them 
will be hold tail or, or light flips. Uh, a couple things, like there's some really specific things, like I can tell you exactly how much we spent on leads, appointments, offers, contracts, and uh, you know, there's some conversion stuff I wanna increase, which I think is gonna help us get there. Like we're 38 leads to a contract. And that's because, you know, our, I look at lead to appointment conversion, appointment to offer, offer to contract, and each one is just a little lower than I want it to be. So with some incremental uh, increases in those things, with some focused on more motivated marketing, some sales training, all these things will be a recipe to meet the goals that we're putting out there. That's that's kind of what our game plan is. We, we're, we're, we're re-implementing EOS and traction. So one thing is the company was well run. It was run on traction. It was it was very well organized. And you know when when I took it over, we we didn't do tra we didn't use traction. We didn't necessarily need to. I wanted to flatten it and be involved in everything. I wanted to be very intimate with every aspect of it. Um, and in 2022, that will not allow me to grow. I recognize I've got a. I've got to change the accountability chart a little bit so that we can all focus and do our best work. Um, so that's part of it. We're, we're implementing traction. We're looking at our accountability chart um, and trying to get the right people in the right seats from a, a leadership role perspective. Doesn't necessarily mean we need to grow because uh, I want to keep the team as lean as possible. To your point, A players, all A players is, is the thing in my mind that really takes you to the next level. So. Those, those are, those are some of the things. Those are some of our goals for 2022, and I'm just, I'm really excited because I, I think they're within reach, and they're not, you know, they're very possible. I just want to point out to everybody listening how specific that was. 102 deals, 96 wholesales, six wholesales, 1.6 million. Right now, 38 leads to contract, and a bunch of other numbers that. Um, I know that you jumped in and you wanted to understand all the KPIs, everything, because that, that is the, those are the dials that can be turned. From a from an owner and a leader and a, a CEO, an active CEO, right? So, what are some of the things that you think you're talking about getting those numbers up just a little bit? Like, what are some of the things that you're going to focus on in 2022 to do that? Like, what are some of the areas that you're going to say, okay, I need to get this, maybe this lead to contractor or the conversion rate? Like, what what do you see as some of the things that can be done in any company and, and to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So like one example that's specific to us is we got a ton of leads and not enough of those went to appointment, which tells me quality of lead needs to be improved. So for us, that's training lead intake or whoever's whoever's setting the appointment needs to qualify or disqualify better. So a lot of that can be solved with training um, and better tracking, like making sure it's crystal clear on what their uh, scorecard is what their requirements are and what that looks like. So that's that's the first level of conversion, and I think that's that creates kind of a waterfall. If I'm setting better appointments, we're going to be making it's going to be a better offer. The offers are going to convert into more contracts. So it, it really starts from there. So I've got I, I want to increase by about uh, ten to twenty five percent on every conversion from. Lead to appointment, appointment to offer, offer to contract, which, you know, I, all these numbers are very specifically back planned from our goal and where we were in 2021. So, like, I've done all the math, all the conversions and said, hey, if I just turn these conversion dials a little bit and 
increase marketing intentionally and smartly in these places, then we can meet those goals. And it should it really shouldn't even be a problem. We should blow those goals out of the water. Hmm. Awesome. The, the thing that I see is, is attention to the, the analytics and the data. And the data can tell you so much. So in, in our last call about the company, I was surprised that you pulled up a lot of um, like raw data, spreadsheets and stuff like that that we looked at. And I was really surprised at the, the amount of income per money spent on marketing. So um, I don't know if you're open to share that of what you're yeah. seeing right now inside the company, but that was the number that I always looked at. There was one number when, because I, when I got started, I was going so fast, breaking so much stuff that I couldn't pay attention to all the KPIs and details. There was just one number that I looked at and it was for every dollar I spent on marketing, how much did I make um, on my contracts, flips, all that stuff. And then because I didn't have a big team, I didn't have all the stuff that I had to look at, massive numbers, KPIs. Like I knew that if that one number was at a certain point, and at one point it was like $15 for every dollar I spent. I was like, I'm good for right now, right? And I can just keep going. And that's why the first two or three years, I would come to meetings and be like, I have no idea what my KPIs are, but I know this one number. And I know, and I'm making money. And at, every, at the end of every year, I got a big net profit. I feel good. Like, and then eventually after about three years, when just before Nate came on, I had to really dial in the KPIs and he dialed them in really well. So what, what is that number for you now? Yeah, $5.56 for every $1 we spend. And, okay. What and do you think about that? Is it good or bad? I think it's, I think it's above where I want to be for sure. I think if you're making 3 to $4 for every dollar you're spending, you're, you're probably on the right track. Obviously, you want that number to be as big as possible. Yep. So that's a good litmus test for anybody out there that's listening is like, what does that look like for you? Do you know that number? Do you not know that number? Um, if you're a small team, if you're a big team, obviously you have to really dial in these numbers like that. That might, it might be great, might not be great. How much do you actually spend on marketing? Like how much of your overall budget is on marketing? And if it's very, very small, then, you know, maybe that's not so good. You know, if it's very, very big, maybe that's great, you know? And so it, 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 it really depends on what your company looks like. So, um, all right, we got to wrap this up, uh, but Adam, I appreciate it. I feel like there's more story to tell. Maybe at Flip Hacking Live, we do some more. Or people, if you're listening to this, anybody's listening to this, if you guys have questions, um, send them in. If we didn't answer something, maybe we'll do a follow-up on this or, or put something out or do some other calls or Q&As. But it's, it, I wanted to put this out there because this is an option for you. Like as you go further down the road or what you're thinking about your company, like what does it look like? You could be on either ends of this. Uh, I've been on both sides of this now. I bought a company and I've kind of like transitioned a company, right? And, and kept some ownership instead of in, like in lieu of payments, right? And so there, there's lots of different ways that you can skin this cat. And as you're building something, like why are you building it? Are you building it to sell? Are you building it to run? Are you building it to pass down to your kids? Like what is it? For me, like I was really building something that I was proud of and that I, that I, I, I didn't want to just shut down or give up, right? So I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of the story. I want to continue to be there. And um, we'll see where it goes. $1.6 million, 25% of that to the company. Let's see if he can do it. So I don't know. This time uh, next year, we'll be talking about it. And uh, Adam will be living it while you guys are either sitting on the sidelines or deciding to get in. So it's totally up to you. What are you going to do for the next year? Uh, hopefully you attend our events. You grab the book. You jump in where you can. Um, whatever that is for you, we'd love to be a part of your journey. So Adam, any last words? Anybody that's listening? Anything that we left out that you absolutely wanted to share? No, I'm just I'm, I'm appreciative, Bill, of you and the seven-figure flipping community. It's it's. Uh, I wrote down on my goal sheet last year that these are my people. I need to be around them more. 
So if you're not if you're not a part of a community that you don't that you don't feel like those are your people, you probably need to be a part of a community like that. Yeah, I would argue every single one of you needs to be a part of a community and it doesn't have to be ours. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, we probably are your people. So I, that's why I constantly invite you in. It's like, how many times do I need to invite you before you go to sevenfigurealtitude.com and just fill out an, an application, put some information in and talk to us about what you want to do. And then we'll help you with your next step. We're not going to force you into a high expensive coaching program. We're going to tell you what the next step. It might be go grab the free book. It might be just listen to the podcast right now until you're ready. It might be come to the event. It, it, everyone listening should come to Flip Hacking Live for sure. So, Adam, thanks so much, man. Uh, always a pleasure hanging out with you, talking with you. Uh, I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye.